Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Fantasy Update, everybody. The Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, along with my buddy, Long Island Rage, a.k.a. Colonel Kurtz. Getting it done here. We should go, well, actually, we should, we should call Colonel Kurtz more uh, Mr. Baseball because he's been uh, involved in the draft. He's been working his ass off, working eight till two. Hey, George, how you doing, buddy? How's the weekend going? It's going, it's going, Cam. It's going, okay? Uh, you mentioned a lot of, uh, it's a big big draft weekend. I would assume this is the biggest baseball draft weekend of the season, seeing as though uh, those two games in Japan open up on uh, Thursday and uh, Friday. I'm sure next week it'll be big as well as for the big opening day, which is on the 28th when all the other teams will get started. Yeah, so how did things go there? I know uh, on Friday our show was a little bit different. We had the, They had the draft there. We heard the guys, me and Gabe, did a night uh, a little bit later, a 6-8 to eight show instead of uh, the regular Red Heat and Rage. And I know you were doing all sorts of baseball stuff, updates. Sounds pretty crazy. Like, this is a high-stakes uh, league. These guys aren't screwing around. It's kind of like my uh, $30,000 uh, fantasy football league. There's some heavy hitters in this one, apparently. Yeah, these were all the Sharks, right? Another you know, the Tout Wars, the NFBC, the main event, and you get all this other stuff. It's fun. I mean, uh, you can learn something, see how these guys attack it, how they attack the draft here, uh, whether you're following it live or you're following it on Twitter. Most of these guys are publishing what they've done here. And I always find it interesting. You know, uh, I like the guys who do what they say they're going to do. You know, Lenny Melnick, you, you know he's not paying for closers. Doesn't really be, believe in paying for outfielders either. So uh, they do it every year. And it's uh, you watch them. They're successful at it. So they must know something, right? There's a reason they are. Uh, uh, the reason they are, they are why they are as good as, as they are. So uh, I think it's fun. I, think it's, uh, I do enjoy watching it or listening to it and following it along to see what they're doing. You never know what hints you might pick up. Yeah, there's actually a guy that- George, too. I know I, I have my draft going on at noon today. My buddy, uh, my buddy Joe's uh, taking care of business at uh, at noon right now while we're doing the show. So we have a split team there. So I'm excited about that. He's he's more of the co-captain. He he drives the ship, and I'm kind of more of a passenger with all the other stuff I going on with the bets. But lots of crazy stuff happening over the weekend too, George. In football, we didn't even get with me and you. I know on Tuesday, Gabe and I talked to you on Red Heat and Rage, but uh, we didn't even get to uh, you know the Ty- Tyreek Hill stuff, all the moves, uh, the Ryan Tannehill signing, kind of weird going from Miami to. Uh, 
the Titans. Like crazy stuff going in the NFL. We have the draft, and now this report about uh, Haskins and the Giants might not be interested. And weird, weird maneuvering. The payment. We actually we did talk to you about Nick Foles, and I think you, Gabe, and I are all on the same page. Like we like Nick Foles. He's a great guy. He showed up in the biggest game of his career. But I wouldn't pay that kind of money for him. Cleveland making these crazy moves for Beckham. Like this is nuts. And uh, the odds coming out. We talked about this. Cleveland is basically the third or fourth favorite, depending on where you bet on these sites to win and the favorites in the AFC North now, maybe getting a little bit of value with, uh, with, the, with the Steelers or the Ravens. Uh, Ravens picking up Earl Thomas, who was about to go to your team, played for my Seahawks before, and uh, crazy stuff, George. We didn't get to all this stuff in the, with the baseball draft going on, but the NFL has been an absolute circus, and it's been, it's been absolutely nuts uh, the last couple weeks, buddy. Can't wait for the draft. NFL, the first week of NFL free agency is everything Major League Baseball free agency wasn't. Right, it was great, slow, great point. methodical, no, ex- nothing Excellent point. <laughs> like, like, baseball, dee, 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 dee. when's Machado signing? What's Harper doing? Like, yeah, the same stories, basically. We take the same stories that we wrote, George, and we're, like, adding a line, retracting, like, oh, Padres, they might be. And, oh, no, they're out. Like, yeah, absolutely correct. It was Baseball's a gong show, and I don't know what they're going to do. We love, you know, you're a huge baseball guy. They got to kind of get in. I, I noticed just the NBA with the kids now, that that's, that's the game they're playing, even college hoops. Uh, you know, hockey's even doing a better job at their trade deadline with stuff like that. It just seems like baseball, even though it's a great game and the people who are involved in it are hardcore, they don't, they're kind of out of the headlines these days. You know, was, uh, they did a, uh, I forget who did it, uh, the 100 most famous athletes. Uh, I think it was, it might have been in the world. Uh, baseball had one. One. Think about that. <laughs> they do a terrible job of marketing their players. Think what, Just think of how scary that is. Major League Baseball had one. It was number nine. By the way, that one was number ninety-nine, and it wasn't Trout. Uh, I think it was Harper. Harley Harper was number ninety-nine. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, that that's a scary. Trout should bad. be. Trout, scary that, is, bad. that is scary bad. Trout should be in there though. If Harper's ninety-nine and we know baseball, Trout should be about at worst like seventy. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's much the player that uh, Harper. I get it though. Trout's kind of a very quiet guy who doesn't he's not really flamboyant he's just one of those guys george goes about his business harper's got a little more drama attached to him i guess that's how he made the list i, I think it also he made the list because of free agency we were talking about him for the last past couple of months i think that's why he made, i think it shows you once again baseball doesn't market their players they don't know how they don't know how to market their players and they really haven't for a long time i mean why isn't aaron judge but the freak he is you know what he's six seven 275 pounds hit the ball nine miles why isn't he marketed better yeah, you know, why, why is this hat Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers ever? Clayton Kershaw, da, da, da. why aren't they marketed better? Where they're more known, not only countrywide, but worldwide, like these other athletes are. It's just strange. I mean, uh, football has some players there, so it's not just because oh, baseball is an American sport, which it really isn't. It's played all over, you know, Japan, Korea, uh, obviously the uh, Central Americas played. Why isn't baseball more well-known? It makes little sense to me, other than the fact that they have no idea what they're doing. Because they're... I, if Harper's number 99, there wouldn't even be a baseball player in the top 100 if Harper wasn't a free agent this year. Because I think that's the only reason he's number 99 is because of all the talk we've been doing about where the hell he was going to sign. I think baseball and baseball and what we talk about too, hockey, are two of the sports with it feels like the more, more the like the old boys club network, you know, go to a strip club, put the put the schedule together on a napkin. Baseball has the same old retreads in it too. Like you know what I mean? A lot of the time it's like, why is this guy still around? He wasn't you know, he's failed in this position, this position. Oh yeah, oh he well, he failed. We, well, let's promote him. You know, a lot of guys in baseball and hockey, George, I think they fail up. Like, you know, kind of in life, like the guys in competent and well, can't do this or anything. So you know what? Let's give him a assistant manager or a manager position. That'll keep him out of trouble. 
I think you're right. I think there is a lot of cronyism going on here. You know, uh, maybe so you, you you stick with what you know rather than go to something new, even though the guy has failed over and over again in some uh, parts here. I, it's, just, it's just strange. I think baseball. I like some of the changes they're making or that they want to make. You know, I do like the pitch clock. I wish they would go to uh, you know robot umps here, but uh, you know, other things they want to change. Like that's not the problem with the game. You know, they have other problems that need to be fixed here. That's not it. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you too. I think that the, the pace of play, these are the things. It's kind of a hard. It's it's a hard argument because it's one of those sports that it's very different than everything else too. Like baseball is kind of like uh, how you say like the apple pie heating on the ledge. Like everyone has been oh baseball, baseball. Even though with the Black Sox and stuff, it had some of the worst like betting scandals and crazy stuff going on. But people think of purity and baseball and not all the fouls or the bad pass interference calls. Like baseball, yes, there's going to be things that happen in a game that are your controversial. Is a, is a ball fair or foul down the line? Something, but it's different, George. You know that too. It's very, you know, old school. You take your kid out there. Hey, I'm still scoring the game with a pencil and an eraser type of thing. Like it is the opposite, where things are moving forward. Baseball is kind of one of those sports that they want to rekindle the good old days. Kind of like that movie Pleasantville, where everyone, you know, it's perfect. Everyone's having lemonade and 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 on a porch swing. You know what I mean? Hey, it's baseball. It's like it's what's good in the world type of thing. So I thought I find the changes to these guys. Uh, they get a little bit. Uh, they get their backs up when. Uh, they don't like to change. Well, they, they don't. And uh, listen, I get it because uh, I, I know where you're going when you, stay, when you think in baseball. You know, the boys of summer, it's not like football. Football, you know, it's, it's intense. You need to watch football Sunday, watch all the games. Baseball, you can watch the game in the background, listen to it on the radio while you're doing work in the yard or whatever you might be doing here. I mean, you think about baseball. Baseball's all romantic with their numbers, right? You know, with, with Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, the home runs for Hank Aaron, 75, Babe Ruth. We love our numbers in baseball, and no, like no other sport. Think about baseball. These players got crucified for doing the steroids, right? All the players that did it. All the congressional hearings. They've done it in football. No one cares. You know, yeah. football, it's okay if you do it steroids. Even hockey. You might get a lot of guys in hockey. But, but no one cares. I right, talk to no guys. I talk to guys, George. I know, exactly. Like, I talk to some it, guys. It, they had it, to but do baseball, it. They had to, they, they, but baseball, they, they, they call, they've had right, to do it. Baseball, they call in front of Congress. It's just strange. You yeah. know, and I, listen, I get it. it. Personally, listen, football, football is brutal. You and I both know that it's a brutal sport, man. It's, you're getting into car crashes. Every uh, every game, pretty much, your body takes a, a huge toll. I'll never I'll never go up a football player's money. Because your body's never, you're never going to be the same person after after playing that game. Uh, but we let these guys get away with everything too, you know. It's, oh yeah, you did steroids. Okay, I understand that. And I'm not. When it comes to steroids, I've changed my focus on this. You know, to me, it's like we don't care about these actors and actresses that are doing steroids, right? To get ready for a part, that's okay. You know, that's, that's for our amusement too, right? That's really what it's for our amusement. Isn't baseball for our amusement? You know, no, same thing. You make excellent you know, points, George. Excellent points. <laughs> yes, it is. All, Why should all I care? Basically, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's such. No, it's it's such a it's a simple argument, but a very very good argument. I agree with you, George. A lot of things have happened uh, a while ago. Weird, some weird stories too. I think. Well, we can get into the Carlos Gonzalez stuff too, but uh, just want your opinion on this Johnny Manziel signing. I'm, I'm actually absolutely shocked. See the story that Johnny Manziel uh, signing with the the Memphis Express and the AAF. One and five team. They already got uh, three quarterbacks there. Zach Mettenberger. They got a Christian Hackenberg, Brandon Silvers, and now uh, Johnny Manziel. Very, very odd. Like I didn't think. Uh, it seems like more of a publicity move from a guy that lives in Canada and watches the CFL religiously. He did a horrible job when he was here. He was not even like an effective quarterback. He was a backup most of the time. Played the last couple games of the year ineffectively. A five pick game. Like he, he didn't 
let's say, succeed in the Canadian Football League. I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. It seems like uh, probably third or fourth on depth chart. He's definitely not a starter. Weird stuff. I didn't think he was going to get another job there, George. It's got to be in name value only. You already said it, PR. Sell tickets. I, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. I'm like, oh, okay, they need to sell tickets. Not, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, it sort of reminded me of uh, Tim Tebow when he made the, uh, the AA All-Star game last year. His numbers didn't deserve to be there, but he would sell tickets. Now the game's a sellout with all the Tim Tebow people that are going to go there. I'm not saying Manziel's going to sell out these games, but he'll put more fannies in the seats, more eyeballs on the games because we don't want to watch him play. Yeah, even though we, I don't think he's going to play either. At least certainly not right away. But they're 1-5. They have nothing to lose, and they'll sell more tickets now. I think that's all this is. Yeah, it's, it's just odd to me, though, because this guy was done. In the, and if you can't like be a star there, how the hell are you going to do it in this league, yeah. So I'm actually shocked. Like, out of all the quarterbacks listed, I could probably put him in the four hole right now, but who knows what the hell's going to happen there. Um, yeah, crazy stuff, too, George, with this. Uh, a lot of college basketball tournaments. We're going to run through the board on the other side after the 11 20 break. Lots of great stuff. Today is uh, Selection Sunday. Uh, we got these uh, conference final games, too, for uh, for basketball. Great stuff. The Villanova Seton Hall game uh, was great. Uh, absolutely great stuff. These kids really left it all out in the floor. It's kind of weird, George. I I like the pre-tournament. Like, I like the pre-tournament before the real tournament. It's kind of like what Gabe and I talk about. This is when you really come out there and grind, and certain teams need to run the table to get in, whereas in the tournament, it kind of seems like it's, uh, you know what I mean, uh, more uh, more, uh, more sizzle than steak, but uh, I prefer the t- conference tournaments when these kids are busting their ass, diving for balls, going crazy, because they know after this game, if we're knocked out, uh, I might not, uh, you know, I might be working at the National Rent-A-Car or something like that, or at the grocery store, if you're not going anywhere, and what, less than 2% of people People do go somewhere, so it's it, it, it's cool that these kids uh, get one last chance there. So uh, anyhow, it's going to get your take on the on the NCAA too. I really want these kids uh, to find a way just to get paid because a lot of them aren't going to make it to the next level. Like these these companies and TV stations, I've been watching these co- conference tournaments every single day, all damn week. Me and Marenzi talk about it. These are huge, huge things for TV stations. They're making everybody's making money, but kids. And I don't think a free education is enough for the money that the television networks and everybody else is making. Oh, you'll get no argument from me. I agree. I think these college athletes I think should it's be ridiculous. Paid. You know, big time. I mean, it's, it's those big colleges time are making these money hand on, over fist. George, these games are on Fox. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, even, like the small games, like the small schools. Like, you could look at the small conference tournaments in the MAC. Like, I'm watching Buffalo News last night. I get, it, it, it's a big deal. Like, it's a big deal. Even the the women's tournament, man. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, you have to obviously look at the sports and say, who puts the most butter on the bread? I, I think, obviously, college football, the NCAA football. Guys are in love with football. We know these guys at the next level when they go to the NFL. College basketball second. Like, some of the sports, they're need, going to need help, like diving and stuff like that. Like, I don't know how they do it. George, you're a smart guy, but there's got to be some kind of hierarchy and system to say, okay, these guys get paid, these guys get paid, these guys get a free education. I don't know how the, how the hell to do it, breaking down the numbers, but it needs to be done. Yeah, I, I think I think most of us agree with that. I, why, there's money to be handed out here, but I want the colleges are eating it all up. And it's not like they're giving it back. Well, we'll, we'll make tuition cheaper. That's not happening. Tuition no. still costs a small fortune for the normal person here. So they just they just pocketing all the money. That's what's going on. They're pocketing all the money here. I I agree with you. And the other thing you put a great point. Most of these guys are not going pro. 
It's not happening. Not, not even not, not even most so, George. Like I think I think there was a commercial with Jerry Rice. Right. And think about that. Think about basketball too. What is there? Eight guys on a team. Football's a little bit. You might be able to get a backup role and stuff like that. But I think they say one point eight of uh, NCAA, one point eight percent of NCAA uh, athletes, I think, go on and compete at a pro level from their sports. So what? Almost. So why shouldn't these guys be paid? Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying a million dollars a player or something like that. But that's, why that's shouldn't they be paid? You know, that's, uh, it. that's, that's what, what I'm saying. These guys, always... going, they're, they're, these guys go and work at BJ's after their job's done, right? What, 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 and, and you know, a lot of the time, these credentials and courses that they take are fake. You know what I mean? They're, that's, well, yeah. you, you think some of these guys are going to go in there and, and do this stuff? Unless you're going to Stanford, Yale, you know, some of these other schools where, yes, I've actually focused in on a major and I have a fallback career. Most of these guys who are great athletes, they're not there to study. They're, they're, they're there to play sports. So like, we, we got to figure this stuff out. I think it's actually getting a little bit ridiculous, and I'm sick and tired of watching these fat cats take advantage of these kids. Then they get out of school, no education, no nothing. Hey, I remember you when you were a basketball player at Seton Hall. It's actually it's really unfair. Yeah, once once again, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, and we hear this all the time. Please take your education seriously. Please take it seriously. But they, all these kids have, you know, stars in the eyes. That, oh, I'm going to hit it big. I'm going to be a pro. I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. And you, you already brought up the stats here. One point eight. I mean, it's ninety eight point two. You ain't making it. You know, take your education seriously. Get that education. At least get a head start in life. Exactly. There he is, the Colonel, Colonel Kurtz, on fire, working his ass off day and night on the weekend. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll go through the betting boards and talk more sports after a short break, everybody. Crazy, crazy day in sports. We'll give you all the news, numbers you need. Stick around. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. much. I want to thank Sean Angle keeping us on the air here. I'm Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. Weekend Fantasy Update. Interesting day today. College Hoops I talked about. We got some games kicking off at 12 o'clock. We got some uh, NHL hockey to go through. George and I could talk a little bit of baseball. It's been a crazy busy week for him, man. He's got all sorts of drafts, things. We got numbers coming out. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have been a big story this week, George. But just going over the betting lines for everybody out there, the noon game starts in the Ivy League. The Ivy League, George, this is where they actually get a degree and can get a, like a really good job after school. One of the few leagues, the Ivy League, Yale versus Harvard. Wow, it's, ooh, that's uh, a, lo- a lot of uh, high test scores in this game here. Yale, minus three and a half on the on the road here at uh, this game being played in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, Yale minus three and a half. Harvard plus three and a half. Total one forty three and a half. They have been able to score some points in these Ivy League games. Yale on the money line uh, minus one eighty. Good one here in uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, guys. It's been a good good Atlantic Ten tournament and two teams that you wouldn't really see there. Congratulations, St. Bonaventure from New York State. These guys from Olean, New York. These guys are very very underrated, very gritty. I know a guy that went to that school and every year, even when they don't have their best. 
teams. They find ways to get to the championship game. They're one and a half point favorite over the St. Louis Billikens. That at Bar- uh, Brooklyn, New York, one o'clock there. Total 119. Very, very low total, even for a college game. Lots of defense there. God, 119. It's almost a trap. i got to investigate this one a little bit more. St. Bonaventure, minus 130 on the money line. One o'clock, we got Auburn and Tennessee down south at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Tennessee, a five-point favorite over Auburn, 144. Tennessee, 245 on the money line. Auburn, plus 195 later on today. Good one, too. Uh, also, uh, we got Houston and Cincinnati. The Houston Cougars, what a, a fantastic story they are this year. Known more for as a, like a golf school. Used to be a pretty good football school. Case Keenum going there, but their basketball program has been lights out the last couple years. Houston, minus five. Cincinnati, plus five. Total, 127. Houston, minus 225 on the money line. The big game, the Big Ten Championship game from Chicago. We got Michigan and Michigan State. I like that, George. Hated rivals uh, meeting in the final of the Big Ten uh, tournament game. Straight up pick. Wolverines and Sparty, straight up pick. And total in this game, 130 and a half. So, uh, yeah, I was, um, conference tournaments have been great. Like, I, I love these stories. So, I got to be honest with you, George. A lot of these teams are coming in here and they're going, okay, well, if a bad team wins this tournament, that's another good team that you're going to take out of the tournament. So, basically, when you're a team on the bubble, you need these, uh, you know, the, the purebreds, like the favorites of the division to win so you can get an at-large bid. But so far, there's been a couple creepers, teams like, you know, St. Louis hanging around there. If they get if they get in and, uh, you know, they're going to screw another team's uh, ability to get into the tournament. That's why I like March Madness, too, these uh, Cinderella stories. It's good for the kids, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we see some uh, drama today. It's been, it's been a fantastic tournament so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will see some uh, drama. And I don't know if I feel bad for those teams that don't get in because, uh, you know, somebody won a tournament that wasn't expected to. Because, you know what, that means you were the 60, what, the 63rd, yeah. 62nd team. Should have played better during the regular season. <clears throat> yeah, that's the argument like we're talking about with our, our buddy Tom and regular guys who call in the show like St. John's grads, right? There's a lot of St. John's on the bubble. They could still get in. But that's the thing. If you don't take care of your business, George, well... Maybe you're just gonna get you're gonna lose in game one or game two of the tournament anyway. So it's not like you're gonna be world beaters. So yeah, you want to get in, take care of your business when you get there. Also, the Players Championship uh, golf uh, they call it the Six Major. Very very tight leaderboard. We got uh, John Rom went bananas yesterday. John Rom and I, I think I got to talk to Gabe. I think uh, we I put a little bit on John Rom live at twenty five to one, George, and now he's uh, closer to three to one. Um, he, he's in contention there. We got Rory McIlroy, who's always a great golfer in contention. Tommy Fleetwood with the nice locks. Uh, he's only one shot back. Like, very, very Jason Day. It's a who's who of golf there, too. So I'll give you a couple golf matchup bets that I'm playing today going into it. And, George, it seems like I'm in this uh, position every single week. I have the guy leading the tournament. I have the guy in third or fourth. And the one guy I don't have second, and he usually wins uh, when everything's said and done on Sunday. I, I got everybody but McElroy, basically. But uh, knowing my luck, Rory McElroy will shoot a 62 and win. <laughs> well, I we'll hope that doesn't happen there. <laughs> I, I hope so too, buddy. I want to. I want to go on another trip. You know what I mean? That's that's what, that's what we do. You, you got. We want to load up the cart at BJ's. You know the the prince wants to get things done. You know, yeah, that's the thing. You, you I, t- I told you, you your your woman wants coals or she wants a quality meal. You don't want to rock uh, the the Burger King menu. You want to bring out the fillets. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my wife hasn't been the Burger King. Maybe not ever. <laughs> Yeah, you know, come and think of it. She's well, not. She's, 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 a, she's McDonald's. She's a nurse. She's a nurse, right? Yeah, that's right. Hey, George. Yeah, she should know better, right? <laughs> yeah. Rather have heart attack on a plate that you get from Burger King. There. Uh, I think I told you last week. You know, she cut her hair. Did I tell you that? She cut, she cut like two feet off her hair. Yeah, yeah. You said so uh, a pic, little uh, pixie cut here. So. Was it the Bob? I'm still dealing bob with this. Weaving. They call it a pixie Hamill. So. It, 
Pixie. How long? Like to the uh, ears? No, it's not. It's not Dorothy Hamill. No, so it's not. A, it's not a bob. It's more of a. Uh, <laughs> listen, she, she she pulled it off. She, she does it every couple of years and donates yeah. her hair. So. Uh, you know, God bless there, but uh, still takes a little bit of adjustment to get used to this. Yeah, I get it, George. I get it. How, how, are the, how are the kids adjusting? Are they are they okay with mommy? Kids, uh, my uh, my oldest daughter, she also has very long hair, very long curly hair. My wife has straight hair, and if you try to cut my daughter's hair, she'll cut something of yours off. Uh, she, you can't go near. That's her identity. You can't go near her hair. All right, she goes. Whenever my wife threatens to cut it off, she just shudders and says, "No, no, it's not going to happen." And my youngest daughter, her hair is finally growing out too. It's about mid back, so uh, she's very protective of it as well. Here, yeah, it makes sense. Most uh, women, girls are protective of their hair. I get it. You know, my wife just doesn't mind getting it short. I think when you get older, you realize you know it's easy to maintain too. You know, you have to deal with the you know the conditioning, drying, blow drying, those other crap. So uh, my wife's very happy with it. So I do. I'm kind of wondering if she's going to get to cut this short more often now rather than every two years. We shall see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, short hair. I, I I go with the army cut a lot of the time. It's uh, you you also save on shampoo, George. I told you, my uh, my my stylist. I used to go get a thirty dollar haircut at this place, and they have the sports on and stuff like that, kind of like uh, sports clips. But these guys were like uh, more soccer fans, like from Jordan. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there and they're watching like Islamic soccer and stuff like that. They they, they do a really good job. But I found this uh, Chinese lady with an eight dollar haircut, like. Eight dollar haircut. They know what they're doing. Like, sorry, I'd rather pay eight dollars. I don't care what soccer matches on. I got paying eight instead of thirty and getting actually a decent haircut. You can't get anything for eight dollars these days, let alone a haircut. I buzz my own hair, so I get. I have the army cut oh, going nice. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, you just do, you just get you just get the con air out. Yep. Just do it. That's exactly yeah. what I have, yeah. by the way. That's the that, well. You give you give yourself the Colonel Kurtz, right? You adjust it to number one or Damn two, right. and just slam it through that skull. Two on, two on top, one on the sides and back, man. Do it myself, save some cash, and uh, do it when I when I want to do it. It's easy. So, uh, and same thing. This is uh, I usually I did that when I played hockey. I didn't want to get I, I used to get helmet head. My hair was thick, so the, uh, I got helmet head from the dents, and I hated that. So uh, not to worry. You go home, you know, you shower real quick, little shampoo done, done, dries real quick, done. It's great. In and out of the shower in ten minutes. Yeah, have you made any bets, George? You've been involved with the baseball more from a fantasy perspective with the with the betting and the drafts and everything going on today. I mentioned my draft is going on in half an hour. My buddy's taking care of businesses. Anything else? Uh, looking at the board, have you have you pulled the trigger on? We talked about season win totals with some of them changing the moves. You dissecting some rosters, uh, minor injuries involved in uh, tr- spring training and stuff like that. Is there any teams that kind of uh, bounced out to you and say, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger now? The season's very very close, and I'm looking at the board right now kind of want to take the under on the royals i'm seeing uh i see 70 that's uh i don't think they're going to be a very good team even in a weak division uh milwaukee at 86 i, I kind of want to take the over in that game i think the twins at 80 83 seems a little bit low they can get get better in that division what team george i guess leading up to it we're very very close you talk about the games in japan you're looking at the board going you know what it's time to pull the trigger or i'm keeping my eye on this club well, one team I pulled the trigger on, this was uh, weeks ago. We, you and I talked about this. Yeah, Philly. Well, it was the Phillies before they signed yeah. Harper. I loved it because I, well, if we found one, it was 83.5. And this was before they signed. And I knew they were going to sign Harper. This was before Machado signed, too. So I knew they would sign one of them. wasn't sure which one it would be, but it was positive they'd sign one of them. And I signed up before they got that. And I think the Phillies are definitely going over 83.5. My problem now is this. We'll find all these teams we can talk about. There are so many bad teams all right, they can't all go under. You know, just doing with uh, Joe Galina, we're going through the uh, uh, the American League West. 
outside of the Astros, that's a bad division. But they can't all finish all with the under what Vegas has. They can't. Somebody has to win games here. But, you know, Seattle has no pitching staff. Texas has no pitching staff. Oakland is probably the best team of the bunch, but their pitching staff's not very good either. You know, Seattle's bad. I mean, they're just bad, 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 bad. Their angels, bad. They can't all win 60 games. Someone's got to pull up and win 75, 78 games. The Astros aren't going to win 130 games. So what I mean, so it's tough to figure out which team is going to pull it out out of that. The Central Division is the same thing. We think Minnesota's the second best team there, but have you seen their pitching staff outside of Jose Barrios? And it's not like he's the second coming of Chris Sale or anything. I know. He's a good, he solid pitcher. Up. But then, right, he can get lit up, and everybody after that's terrible. You know, Gibson, uh, Pineda, who's still coming back from shoulder surgery, uh, Oda Rizzi. I mean, really? These are the guys I want to bank on? So I'm having a hard time with this. You know, because not every, not every team's going to be bad. You know, uh, I think, listen, I think the Blue Jays are going to be bad. I think the Orioles are going to be bad. And I'm betting the under on the Orioles, the under on the Miami Marlins, only because their divisions are so, so good. The Orioles play, you know, they're going to get destroyed by the Yankees, destroyed by the Red Sox, destroyed by the Rays. The Marlins are going to get destroyed by everybody in that division, you know, Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals. So they're going to lose a ton of games there. But in these other divisions, that's not the, tr- that's not the way it is. There is more bad teams than good. So I don't know which uh, the bad teams they go up against each other. Who's going to beat who? You know, understand what I'm saying there? So I'm having a tough time with this. So the Phillies I've done, the Orioles I've done, Marlins I've done. I think the Yankees are going over, but I'm, with all the pitching injuries now, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do the Red Sox either because their bullpen is in shambles, and they refuse to seem to want to fix it. Maybe they'll fix it by the trade deadline, but they don't, they don't seem to be interested in it. And I think they think they can get as far as they want I, anyway. The Astros are another team that I think is going over, and I think that's going to be my next bet. The Astros right now, I'm seeing, did you get, uh, I think this, I, I'm not sure if this line is in Stacia. I'm seeing 96 flat. I say, I also see, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a couple books like the grocery stores. I like to shop. I see a 96 with more juice, with a 30% juice to the over, and I see a 96 and a half, uh, five cents flat either side there. So, uh, yeah, Houston at 96 and a half. They should be able to get there. Like I just worry about teams. They won 103 like last that. year. Exactly. Exactly. And I would say, to your point, the teams in their division, none of them really got any better. And if they did, it was by like by minuscule amounts. Actually, you could you could make the argument that every team got worse, while the Astros will be the same or better. It wouldn't even shock you if they won 108 games, 110. Like it's no. How many games did they lose last year? Because Ken Giles sucked as closer. Yeah, now they have he's Osuna. The, no, no, he's on the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that. Oh, yeah, Ken Giles is horrible. I, I don't know if people like, yeah, it blows. Uh, yeah, that, it, it, like, it's hard to pull the trigger on these, but I'm with you, George. Like, I look at Houston and who's going to beat these. The only the only enemy to a team with a win total like that is themselves. They just might get bored, yes. not show up some days. And that's why once it starts to get into that 94, 96 and a half, 97 range, you don't just automatically click. You think it's hard, but baseball's changed. Uh, you're seeing more dominant teams. I used to, it used to be a, a thing that you would do all the time. This great gambler used to come up to me when I first started uh, betting baseball. He goes, Cam, you know, smoking a dark, <laughs> shittiest teams. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. 63, 65. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if some of these teams, like, set, like that's the thing. Like, the worst team in baseball is going to win probably 65 type game. Now, now I look at Baltimore, I'm like, how are they going to win 65 games? Their total win total is 58, 58 and a half. Like, it's, it, like, you see teams getting to 100 wins, George, was hard before. Now I could look and you can make a case for the Yankees. Hell, the Red Sox, if, if they weren't in that division with the Yankees, both of them 100, they still could. They're 94 and a half. We know the Astros, it's not a lock, but they should happen. 
Yeah, it, it, I look at and then and then there's so many teams like you said it like bottom feeders now. It's going to be a really weird weird year because the bad teams you said it are really bad with no pitching. It's it's a lot of blowouts. It's like I used to be baseball used to be the best dog sport. Uh, I think Vegas is going to get rocked early and then adjust. And they're going to have to put like these crazy numbers like minus 350, minus 400 out instead of like minus 180, 200. Do you not agree, George? I do agree. Baseball is turning into the haves and have-nots. The, the good or great team to the teams that suck. And there are a lot of bad teams. There are a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, man, look through the pitching staff of some teams. It's like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of God. softball pitchers. They're going to get destroyed by the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros. Teams that can just maul. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's literally going to be tee-off time. Ding, another home run for Judge. Ding, Stanton. Ding, Sanchez. You know, and same thing for the Red Sox. Martinez, Betts, Benatendi. Ding, 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 ding. Because a lot of these teams <laughs> don't have any kind of – it's the way it's going to be. It's going to be like a, a pinball machine. machine. You know, it's all, a pin, that's, where, that's where I was going. Damn it. Yeah, I couldn't think of the pinball. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing now that AJ Hinch, the manager of the Ashes, was suspended one game for him, uh, one spring training game. What is the point of suspending somebody for a spring training game? Thanks, you gave him a day off. He can go golfing for his little diatribe. Excellent against, point. Uh, like, what they, Angel what, Hernandez. What are, guys, what are they doing? Like that's the thing. So what? Uh, uh, what uh, a spring training game? Yeah, that's, that's a great call. I think I will play another 36 today. Like, what does that do for anything? Right. You suspend him for a regular. We you know what it is. Game. Come on. That's Major League Baseball's way of saying, you know, you're right, Angel Hernandez does suck, but we have to make it look good here because you criticize an umpire, so we'll give you a spring training game. But you're right, Hernandez is the worst umpire in baseball. Oh, he's one. Um, yeah, Joe West, I think, is pretty. I can't oh, really Joe West is up there. I can't go up to you and I'm saying, like, just even from watching the games, Angel, I think Angel Hernandez, though, out of them all, like, Joe West can be really bad. It's almost like he has a day where he's kind of, like, turns into Mr. Magoo, and he does a real bad job, and then, like, like it's, it's crazy, but then he can be kind of okay for a while. Angel Hernandez, like, every day it's a different story. It doesn't matter high, low, left, right, whatever. The guy's just, like, he, he it's kind of like... He looks like he hates his job. Tra- yeah, yeah, it's just, he's just, like, he's bad. Like, and that's the thing about baseball. Once these guys, it's kind of like a union thing. Like, Angel Hernandez is the guy who, who screws the pooch at your job, you know what I mean? You know, he's supposed to be loading the barrels over oil or whatever he's having a nap you know he nods off the thing overflows uh don't worry about it buzz you know it's one of those things he's like he's so deep in it and he's done it for so long it's like he's almost untouchable hell he he's like teflon this guy like yeah that's the thing why is it the same old we talk about nfl refs and uh they're old guys you know going down the field he's working at while well, he's a vp at walmart on the side he can't even like jog faster than anybody you got tyreek hill we'll, we'll get to that later running running by this guy like a bolt of lightning what about baseball ups it's the same. It's like I haven't seen like a new breed of umpires. It's the same old cronies. Like, why aren't they changing these guys? We're going, we're talking about the robots. Like these guys suck, George. They do. Oh, they're terrible. You'll get no argument from me. I think they're absolutely terrible. Remember what it was uh, a decade ago or so when the umpires uh, they handed in their resignations because they you know, they thought yeah. they could uh, hold some we're leverage. Like, and Basil said, "Thanks, <laughs> we'll accept them. Bye." <laughs> you know, good luck to you. Don't let door hit you on the way out. That was hilarious when baseball called their bluffs. Okay, we'll accept them. You know what you guys think anyway. You had no leverage. Yeah, but the uh, the umpire association is so strong that they can't get rid of these guys. I mean, Angel Hernandez is voted the worst umpire in baseball by the players. Yes, in an anonymous poll every year. I think uh, Joe West is up there. Les Diaz is up there. These guys are well, bad umpires. Dia, Dia yet we're stuck bad. with them year after year after year. <laughs> me, me and Curse, you're right. Like when I th- when I think of actually baseball over the long period of time, like. Hate to say it, George. Like, but the NHL, even though they're bad and the goaltender ear interference shit has gotten out of control, they're probably that like out of the big sports, the best refs. 
They Which are. is scary because I think they suck too. I do. Yeah, they I do. do. Like, I, I would consider it baseball well. worst. I would consider baseball worst, then NFL, then NBA, and then NHL for the big four. That's my poll. Yeah. I don't know if you I feel think it's probably be the same pretty way. A, pretty accurate there, but they're all bad. It's a hard job, yeah. no doubt, but they're, they're it all is. bad. Yeah, he's ump's blow. I'm George. No, I'm not Cam. He's George. <laughs> Colonel Kurtz. Attention! More weekend going the way. On the way back. It can, George. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart along with Long Island Rage, the Colonel. Attention, George Kurtz. Set the time by his hairdo. Both of us, uh, George, our, 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 hair, our hair combined is like a putting green. Uh, not, 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 not a lot of fescue there. Very short. No, no, you're not going to have to worry about hitting out of the rough here. <laughs> Exactly. Speaking of uh, golf, uh, going to go through a couple uh, players matchup guys. The the final group goes off at one fifty, and these have been very lucrative. I find uh, George. We always look for angles in DFS, and and golf betting is probably one of the best sports because numbers are inflated. People always tend to take you know the well known guy over the other guy, and a lot of the time you know these European tour players that are coming over from uh, Europe that nobody knows are actually doing really good, and you get them as huge dogs in matchup bets, and I've been uh, capitalizing on that, so you know what, if you're going to give me a guy for an 18 hole bet and give me like plus 200, like sure, Justin Rose is one of the best players in the world, but I watch Eddie Pepperell, and I know I could tell you he's won events before overseas, the guy went uh, very low yesterday, you know what, sure, there's a reason Justin Rose is minus 240, 250, you know what I mean? But with this uh, matchup uh, at 12.15 Eastern time, I got to take a guy at plus 200. You're giving me two to one on an 18-hole matchup. I find those are good good angles. Golf, a lot, a lot of dogs come in, and you just look at them. Oh, Tiger Woods, click. Like, remember that week uh, I talked to you about it? Like, Vijay Singh was a big dog because he's 50-something years old. He beat that young guy in the, in the final round. He was, like, down early by three strokes, and then, boom, the other guy imploded in uh, VJ won. So I find a lot of the time hockey lines, like, not like – we got to find inflation. Like there, there seems to be, especially I would say golf is very comparable to hockey at the end of the year when you're just blindly looking at a team that used to be minus 200. Now they're like minus 350. What, just because they have to win a game to make it to the playoffs? It doesn't happen all the time. Actually, I'm finding lately in hockey, probably the past 10 days, two weeks, the favorites aren't doing the damage they should be doing. That's you know, the thing. Wonder, That's what I'm saying. Uh, it makes you look at the dog. Yeah. Like, 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 look at what we're we talk about this all the time. Sorry to interrupt, George, but like these things that are like when you come on the show and we make picks, we're like, oh, Anaheim, they're gutless or whatever. Yeah, but they're they go and beat Colorado that day when Colorado needed the win. Like, I would call Colorado the gutless team. Like these guys don't show up in a game they need to win. Like a lot of these underdogs, it's weird. I guess the difference between the American Hockey League getting called up, the adrenaline. These guys are like, okay, well, I'm playing for work next year. If I go bust my ass, I, you know what I mean. I play well all the young guys kind of get together and go you know what 
we can do, we can get jobs here, guys. We know maybe even a two-way contract, we try to make some money, we could do this and that, get a real deal from an NHL team, and we won't be riding on the bus for the rest of our life. Maybe we'll get an airline flight to games, and that, that motivates people. It does, and, that, and that's what's so hard to judge about these teams that are out of it. Are they still playing? How many of the players care? You know, you mentioned guys are playing for a new contract. Everything's on video nowadays, so technically you can't just tank, although it happens. Especially with veterans who already have contracts, they're not worried about it. But it's tough to judge these teams. Do they care? Do they not care? Are they playing hard? Are they not playing? Are the good teams, do they have anything to play for? You know, are they just done? Like, Tampa Bay really has nothing to play for, but they're still playing hard. It looks like they want to set all sorts of records for, Paul. you know, how many team points they can get. What the big thing is now is will Tampa Bay have more points or will Kucherov have more points? You know, as far as uh, a prop bet going on here, which I, I kind of find very intriguing here. Especially I wonder if Kucherov gets a rest the last game or two of the season here. So uh, it's, it's been tough of late because the favorites aren't playing like they should be playing with the exception of Tampa Bay. It seems like some of these guys are looking ahead you know, three weeks now when the playoffs start here. They already have their eyes on the prize there, which I get. That's human nature. You know, I understand that, but it makes it very difficult to judge which teams are going to play or play well game in and game out. Okay, yeah, so you, you tell me this. So the Leafs play the uh, other night. They come back. They had a goal that's allowed. They come back and beat the Flyers. They have, I, I admit, like, you know, they got two or three defensemen out right now, and it, it's a problem. They're calling everybody up from the Marlies, but teams are scoring. They go into Ottawa last night as what, George? What were they? A minus 240 favorite or whatever, and lose 6-2. to two. Not just lose. You lose 6-2 to two to basically an American Hockey League team with some ju- like junior players on there and got your ass handed it to you. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, like Before we put these little uh, money line parlays together, I'm kind of like, I'm very uh, doing the old creep step here. I'm not just going click, 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 like the pinball machine. Like, I worry now, and I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? It's got to really feel good now just to automatically, we used to just kind of look at it, George, and put that extra game in. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, there is a way. These like, And they're not just winning. Like The Leafs got schooled, George. And your Islanders lost to Detroit yesterday. Come on. I mean, uh, in regards to the uh, Leafs, I don't care how many defensemen you have out. You can't be losing to Ottawa. They have a lot more out than you do. All right? You yeah. guys, that's an AHL team you're playing there. That, that can't happen. You can't lose to that team. What's going on there? When I saw that score, and I was out last night. I, I didn't get to watch the game, but I saw the score. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I bet the over in the game. So I, I, I was fine with Well, it. that's what I'm you're doing now. You, I got to tell the listeners. You guys want Toronto? Money? Toronto's an over. They take overs because their defense is horrible. Their goaltending is hot and cold. Like once in a while, if Sparks is in the net, it's almost an automatic over. When Anderson's in the net, you, this guy's a sit. Uh, you know what I mean? The defense are so bad, he can't do everything himself. Hell, you look at the Philadelphia game. That's 13 goals, George. Last night, eight goals. I don't care if you put it at six and a half. Over, 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 yeah, over, over. They against Chicago the other night. It's yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they should have came back. You're and, betting yes. the over. That, yeah, that, did you watch that game on Wednesday night, that Toronto-Chicago yeah, game? I did. The last five minutes of that game were psychotic. I'm, that I'm was some of the greatest hockey I've, I've ever seen. I know how you – I know how it was great. Oh, actually, you know what? That, and that's the thing. If people were a casual fan would have watched that night, they would have been fans for life. That was end-to-end action. It was quick. It was yeah, It was like a playoff game, shinny game, too. Like, it had everything. Ding, 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 action galore. But I will tell you this. In Tavares's defense, I know whatever. I'm not even talking about the Islanders, Leafs, whatever. That goal t- when your goaltender automatically knocks off the net, that should be a review. But you, you want to talk about bullshit? Like, that's 
these goaltenders are doing that a lot more too. First of all, goaltender interference is being called at a crazy pace, and a lot of the time, sometimes, I get it, sometimes they get hit, other times goaltenders embellish or lean into a player too, it's not his fault, he has the right to be in front of them. But, I'm watching, you see the goaltender pushing off uh, the post there, George, to get a whistle? That's BS. At the end of the game, that's, uh, like, they got to call penalties more on that, and it should be a challengeable play. I agree with Tavares. You can't, you can't just be doing that, it's a delay of game penalty. It's crazy. I, I need to hear. I, I was watching the game, but I wasn't listening. I was actually had my home yeah. draft during that, so we were all watching the game. No, no sound. Yeah, it's just it's so goaltenders like when hit. the Leafs are on pressure. You know, the old uh, knock the net off type of thing. Or like, there's a lot of things you could do as a tender. And sometimes these refs, they're they're watching other guys, like a defenseman, work over a guy in front of the net, or they, you know what I mean? They're looking for stick work, so you miss it. But I'm, I'm like, I'm saying, Tavares in that game said, "Listen, this should be challengeable. You 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 challenge for offsides on goals." If a goaltender, if if you you go up and see the guy like blatantly, t- you know, take the net off its moorings, that's a penalty in my opinion. I think well, you should be able to challenge that. Here's the problem: uh, uh, a why that, that that when he pushed that thing came off real freaking easy. That's it. It should not. I think it was already off. That's why you can't challenge it, by the way, because you can't get that view. I think it was. I, I need to hear an explanation from the ref about why he didn't call it. And that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Where I was going with that, I need to hear why he didn't call it. If you didn't see it, you, didn't, you know, you didn't see it. What yeah. are you going to do? You mentioned it. I ref games. You're not going to see everything. The the low ref's job is to keep an eye on the puck. That's all his job is. That's why goaltender interference is so hard to call for referees because the low man's job is just to watch the puck. It's his sole job. Where's the puck? Did it go in the net? Where's the puck? The high man's job technically is in front of the net, but he can't see where the crease is. You know, he's 60, 80 feet away. He's not going to be able to see what, what his foot in the crease is. The goalie, and the, he can't see it from his angle. That's why goalie is so tough to call in the NHL because there's just no one who's really who's going to be in, 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 in view. When, when the low ref calls it, it was in the corner of his eye. Or the puck was there, and he's able to, able to see both. Then you can call up. But with, and with that net coming off, I mean, he didn't push it very hard, and it came off. I have to think that was already hanging off. And the ref just didn't see it. That's what I have yeah. to think. It just came off too easy. Because if it comes off that easy, my God, the net's going to fly off all the time. I know it's not on the pegs where it used to be, where it was really, you know, digged and they didn't, they got rid of that because the players would get hurt when they crashed into it. They want the net to, to break away. But that net came off too easy there. I think it was already off here. But like I said, I need to hear the ref's excuse. You know, if he's saying he didn't see it, well, he didn't see it. If he's saying, uh, you know, I, I thought that it was already off, well, then why didn't you blow the whistle? Because the goal wasn't going to count then either. Right? You would have blown off the goal because the net was off. You should have blown yeah. the whistle. And I think that that's a problem there. But if you're saying that, oh, yeah, he pushed it up and I'm okay with it, that's wrong. Then you have to give it, you have to award the penalty shot there. It has to be one of those three things. Either you didn't see it, either the net was off, which if the whistle should have been blown, or you did see it, it you didn't call it. So what's your what's your excuse here? I'd love I'd love to hear what the what why the ref yeah. didn't call the uh, didn't make the call. I mean I don't I don't that's, think I've, I don't think I've heard that. Why didn't the ref make the call? Yeah, I, I, well, the, and that's the thing about sports too is like I I just at the, at the end of the game and you've been in locker rooms, George. Like you got to get tape. You work for a television station, a radio station, or whatever, right? So there's time. The players come out. Da, 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 every sport you interview them, you get your tape, whatever. You put your story together. How come these guys at the end of games when there's controversial call, I want to see the referees talk about the two or three controversial calls. I hell, hell be it basketball, baseball, whatever. I want to know what the hell's going on. Just don't assume. Hey, oh, this it happened this way, or you know what we did this. And no, we're not going to talk about this and walk off. Like it's it's kind of like it's it's like the Saints game. Like I, I want to 
the referee to just say, listen, we're humans and this is what happened, but they never do. And that just angers people more. It, it makes you think more uh, things are shadier than they really are. It'd be nice to come out and attack the problem rather than just gloss it over and people are like, oh, yeah, see this game? It was manipulated or, you know, that's that thing. You open up the door to bad things happen when you ignore things like that. That's that's my opinion. I I agree. Listen, I, I referee men's leagues. Obviously, nowhere near what the yeah, NHL exactly. is. But I don't... After I make a call, there are certain players who look country that I know, and they'll ask, you know, why. I have no. If you're yeah. cool about it, I have no problem explaining what I, if you know, what why I called or didn't call what I called. No problem. It's the guys who, no matter what I say, I'm going to still yeah. scream and yell. F those you, guys I want to screw you. Yeah. <laughs> right. No matter what I say, didn't see it. I was knocked down. I was hit over the head by, by a stick. You know. And listen, when you're a referee, you got players cutting in front of you all the time. You're gonna. You're not gonna see certain things. That's why there's two of us. It's all about angles, and hopefully one of us uh, can see it. But you're all gonna miss calls. There's no doubt about that. I I agree with you though. I would have no problem as, a, as an NHL referee or a baseball umpire, football, if I had to go meet the media after the game and explain it. Why shouldn't I? You know, uh, you just explain well, the, the thing. Call. Like, why? You, well, the so point being, I think it would. I think it would make him look better. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Well, the t- my point on it is the team meaning people still have to do their damn job anyway, right? The bus isn't going anywhere without the players. After a game, they're having a shower. They pop on the music, whatever, good or bad. You still have to deal with that. After that game, the referee should be going to a little part. It doesn't even have to be. It could be where the coaches is before, whatever. And you give them like a clock. It doesn't have to take more than 10 minutes. You ask two or three, even five. Yeah, You ask a couple questions. Boom, you get your thing. Why did it happen this way? Done. There's no excuse for it. And that's the problem that I have today. Things are things are changing. You know what I mean? And it, it's harder for these guys. These athletes are insane. They're like... Uh, I, I'm, I'm watching games now, even with my girlfriend. She's not a hockey fan. Like how fast these guys are. Like it, it's, it's. I watch. I watch uh, the old NHL Network games with Gretzky and them. They, they look like they're in quicksand compared to these guys. It's it's totally different. They're every sport. You talk a big or quick or stronger. So more mistakes are going to happen. But but you can't just go. Oh, oh, you know what I mean. You have to address this stuff and get get on it because there's a lot more things going on. There's DFS. There's gambling. Whatever. And if you want it to be on the up and up. You get, these guys got to get together and figure it out and explain things to people. Because if you don't, it's going to make the situation a hell of a lot worse. And how many times have we seen recently, George, people talk, oh, that was fixed. That was manipulated and stuff. And you know what? These people aren't crazy. Like, we watch games every single day, every single night. I find it getting worse. I agree with you. Like I, said, I think it would make the refs look better. If they told the truth, you know, oh, uh, listen, on that play, I, I had, you know, number 16 on black cut in front of me. I couldn't see it. And he's going to replay. Oh, he's telling the truth. Look at that. Mm. I did cut in front of him. Or, you know, I was yeah, I was watching the puck in the corner. I didn't see what was going on in the crazies. Let these guys explain. People, I, I listen, like I said, there'll be a certain faction of people who are going to yell and scream no matter what. No, oh, you're an idiot. You're blind. Da, da, da. But the other guys will be going, you know, you watch the play. Oh, yeah, you can see what he's watching. You would understand what goes through a ref's mind. Yeah, but for some reason, these all sports, they want to protect the refs. Protect the refs. I like watching, the, there's a hockey ref, uh, I guess Wes McCall, the old fan. But you see, he has a personality. You know, when he's called, when he, there's a review. And, you know, and he's, he's on the review, and you, you hear him talking. And then he, uh, when he talks to the crowd, you know, we have a, uh, da, 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 and we have a good goal. You know, he's, yeah. he has a fun with it. And I think that when, you, when, you, when the refs show some personality, like they, uh, they're human. Remember the guy back in the, the old Bills-Jets game? Uh, I, I mean, late 80s, early 90s. You know, he's giving them the business down there while calling a penalty. That's funny. 
That's funny. <laughs> All right, loved it. He was like giving him the business down there, so he got a you know, 15-yard roughing call or whatever the hell, unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. You know, when you, when you get these refs that are mic'd up, I think it's the same ref again. You hear him talking to the other guy. You know, he, he hit me with a kitchen sink down there. Well, you know, he looked like he was hitting you with the whole entire kitchen down there. That's to see them interacting. I think is a good thing and letting them talk to the media. You mentioned it. It wouldn't even take 10 minutes, Cam. Five minutes. The media is not generally they're 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 neutral, so they're not going to get on you. They're just going to ask some questions and move on it's very simple too it, it actually would make the process better for anyone that's covered it because when you're doing going to a locker room and i've done this many years i used to get tape and i've also like gone like call cover the stanley cup and it was crazy like time and time you're waiting outside locker rooms for minutes it actually would help the whole damn process because it's so stupid instead of waiting there and then the media guy like uh, thinks he's like a guard or whatever okay now you can go in players like you're sitting there for 20 minutes waiting for these guys to you know either they had a quick talk with the coach he went bananas uh some guys doing something blender drinks so boom you're waiting outside during that time frame george exactly like baseball you put it on on like yeah five five six minute clock click questions ding 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 it's done these guys are done you go to the locker room it's open you kill three birds with one stone instead of uh, being a monkey business it actually the players would appreciate it too because that the time that you're yes. trying to get all these things done you know what i mean they're dealing with a bunch of media meatheads so if they're if they're if they're down doing these other things in the room it makes the whole process better and it, and you would know your job you go okay i get a clip from the ref from this controversial call i go in here now the door's open i can get this player done and then, and then the coach does his little thing at the podium ding 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 it's all Plus, better I think the rest would like, time. and the coaches would like, like the fact that if the play, if the refs are explaining their calls just like they are, they'd feel better about it. I I have to explain why I struck out four times tonight. Why shouldn't the refs yeah. explain why they made a bad call? They're they're all in it together. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that would also make once again make them more human. You know, I think I think this would be a good. It'll, I don't know if it'll ever happen, honestly, but I think it would be a good thing. We are sort of seeing it where every now and then, you know, the the head umpire comes out. And he'll answer a couple of questions, but generally they they, they give the you know the old answers here. No, nope, didn't see it. that's all a lie. There are certainly definitely times you don't see it, but there there are times you did. And listen, there's nothing wrong with going. You know what? I had a brain fart. I can tell you right now, there are times where oh, yeah, I see a penalty when I'm refing. It's an obvious penalty, but my arm didn't go up. I don't know why it didn't go up. You know, it just it didn't fire. The synapse yeah. didn't work. It wouldn't go up. I don't, and I know it was a penalty, and I've had to tell people this. I'm like, you know, you're right. I've, I don't know why. I, I just don't know why. Mistakes do happen. Brain farts, whatever you want to call them. You just didn't call the penalties. And you can't tell me the pros aren't the same way. Well, yeah, they knew it. And if they would just admit that sometimes, made a mistake, guess what? We're a forgiving country, right? Then, well, I forget the, the name of the umpire who blew that, the, the no-hitter when he called uh, the guy uh, safe at first oh, yeah. base. He admitted he blew the, it, and we felt bad for him. Game? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, the Detroit just- game. Yeah, it was the Tigers, and yeah, it's a, he came out there. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you just say, hey, man, I'm human. I screwed that up. I'm so, so sorry. Even the player, he would be, be, he'd be less pissed. But if you're yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna lie about it or oh you know what I mean or act like a dick yeah the player's gonna be pissed off. George, I pulled the trigger on uh, one game before uh, in the conference tournaments. Actually, I tweeted it out, so I hope it wins. I don't want like a loser. That's why I don't tweet out picks very much because when they don't win, people like screw you and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. But you got you got to kind of deal with it. But I'm taking the St. Louis Billikens in college basketball, guys. The A10 championship. St. Louis getting two and a half and also twenty five cents on the money line. Go Billikens. When we come back, me and George will talk about, uh, we'll go over the hockey board, some DFS. We'll look at some uh, baseball futures, talk a little football. Weird stuff in the NFL, too. Weird transactions and a whole lot more. And the Prince will come by with Vroom Vroom NASCAR a little bit later on in the program. So stay tuned, everybody. It's a weekend fantasy update with me and Kurtz.